0: Joining us today on our podcast, Yasha, Young and Sharing His Anointing. Today on our Less Wrap reading, we're going to be concluding with our two part series entitled Identity Crisis. Just like part one, our scripture is going to be coming from Luke, the 15th chapter, beginning at the 11th through the 24th verse. And it reads as thus And he said, A certain man had two sons, and the young of them said unto his father, Father, Give me the portion of goods that fall to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance on riders living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land. And he began to be in want. He went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his field to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came unto himself, he said, How many hired servants my father have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father. I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight. I am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servant, bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fattest calf, and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. Let's wrap. When we ended part one, identity crisis, the younger of the father's son had just took his journey to a far country. And while in the far country, the Bible says he wasted All his substance. Let's take a look at that word. He wasted. Now, when we begin to look at the word wasted, all his substance, wasted means carelessly. To no purpose. A wasted opportunity. How many people we know have wasted opportunities that God has given us? Trying to do things without God. How many times we ourselves have wasted opportunities? Now this prodigal son had took all his inheritance and now he traveled away from home to a far off country and we can clearly see that he has wasted all his substance. When we look at the word substance, substance means the quality of being dependable or stable. So we can clearly see from the scripture that this younger son is now has now found himself in a situation or a circumstance where all of his substance has been wasted. He's found himself in a position where he's no longer stable because the Bible says that he traveled to a far-off country and wasted all his substance. and when he, after he wasted all his substance, we can clearly see that he had begun to be in want. So now he was no longer in a stable situation or a stable circumstance. The word substance also means the quality of being valid or significant. The younger son already had what he needed inside of him to be valid he already possessed that which was inside of him that made him significant what he failed to realize is he wasted something far more valuable than the material goods or the possessions that he had been given i submit to you once again that the valuable substance that he lost was his identity that part of him that was created by God, the good substance that was instilled in him by his father, that part of him that made him valid and significant, the good. Remember we talked last week about the three definitions of good, good, that which was right, good, that which was moral, good, that which was uh, integrity, his honor. And then we talked about good as a possession or good as adding substance to his life. So that good that he lost, was the, his identity, who he was, who made him who he was. Just like the particle sun, some of us today have left home chasing material substances. Many of you today are plagued with thoughts of, I need to accomplish something significant in my life. You're still waiting on a status or things or people or notoriety or to be validated for who you are. You're somehow wishing and hoping that somehow you're going to reach the pinnacle of what the world calls making it you believe somehow that your significance, your identity is wrapped up in degrees, business, the car you drive, the clothes you wear. What you fail to realize is just like the prodigal son is, is that material substance that you're striving to accomplish is the waste of time. It's not about the material things. They are only temporal, but the spiritual things that are of God are the things that are gonna last. Now, as I continue to look up the definition of substance, I also found that substance is the most essential part of something, the real, the essential. Essential, when I look that up, essential means a thing that is absolutely necessary. So the thing that was absolutely necessary in his life was in fact his identity. I submit to you today that the thing that is most essential to you, if you're listening to me or you're under the sound of my voice, is your identity. The thing that is absolutely necessary for you to know and never forget is who you are. The prodigal, again, prodigal means extravagant waste. He wasted his substance on riotous living riotous is characterized as wild uncontrollable behavior riotous parties now this son spent all he wasted all his material substance on a wasteful lifestyle all his goods was gone his money was gone but most of all his identity had been chipped away little by little. Now the world, it has a way of stripping us. It has a way of stripping us little by little until one day you wake up and realize that I don't even recognize myself. Now the 14th verse tells us that, and when he had spent all, there was a mighty famine arose in the land and he began to be in want. When we look at the word famine, famine just means extreme a scarcity, of food, a drought. A drought hit the land. And the Bible says he began to be in want. In other words, the party was over. When he left home, he had more than enough. He had one-third of his father's estate. Everything he needed to be successful. Everything he needed to succeed. Remember one definition of goods was that which adds substance to your life, that which causes you to succeed. But little by little, wild parties... Uh, wild party after wild party, sex partner after sex partner, one drink after another drink, one hit after the next hit, he lost all his moral value. The first definition of good, that which was right, that which was moral, that which was uh, full of integrity. This is what he lost. Situation and circumstances of life have a way of beating us down. And now he found himself in the midst of this famine. He began to be in want. Now, the saddest part of this story was not the fact that he asked his father for his portion, nor was it the fact that he left home a few days after. Neither was it the fact that he wasted all his material substance on writer's living, nor was it the fact that the famine now hit the land, or neither was it that he began to be in want. As I began to think about this younger son being in want, and in a far country, far away from his family, all I could think about in my mind was how After all the teaching and all the training that his father had given him, He was in the midst of an identity crisis because had he knew who he was, he would have never been in want. I asked the question to the Lord, Lord, why didn't he just go back home then? When When the Bible says that a famine hit the land and he began to be in want, why didn't he go back home then? The spirit of the Lord spoke to me and said that the situation was not yet bad enough. Sometimes in our life, a situation has to go from bad to worse before we can look And see how far we've fallen. The Bible says he was in want, not in need, just want. The truth is we want a lot of things. Maybe at first he was just being selfish and ungrateful. Maybe he wanted steak instead of chicken. Maybe he felt like if I could just get a job, I'll be all right. Or maybe he was just being stubborn or dealing with pride. Or maybe he was battling with thoughts in his mind or being rebellious or just not wanting to go back home feeling like a failure. Never or less, it is this kind of thinking and feeling that contributes and leads one deeper into having an identity crisis. The saddest thing to me, the saddest part about this story that I read, is he forgot most of all whose he was. Not only who he was, but whose he was. While in the midst of an identity crisis it's easy to begin making wrong choices. Why? Because he was making his decision based on desperation. Maybe it was based on who was with him or who was around him at the current time. Nevertheless, we can clearly see that he lacked the capability of making an intelligent decision to just turn around and go back home. So what did he do? Just like some of us, it goes from bad to worse. He really messed up. The Bible says he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, either the devil or one of the devil's children, whichever way it goes, he was far, far away from God at this point. As we begin to look at the 15th verse, we see that the Bible says that he joined himself to a citizen of that country. It didn't say one time that a citizen saw him sitting by the wayside, looking like he was homeless and came and say, Hey, come to my house. Won't you join me? No, that ain't, that's not what the word said in the 15th verse. It said he joined himself to a citizen of that country. Now we begin to look at the word join. Join means to unite and form one identity. In other words, he began to be conformed to the ways of the citizen. He began to act like the citizen. He began to do what the citizen did. He began to think like the citizen. He began to talk like the citizen. He formed one identity with this citizen. He joined himself to a citizen of that country. He forgot who he was. Who have you joined yourself to? After he joined himself to the citizen, instead of things getting better, we can see in the Bible as we read on, it began to get worse. Sometimes people we connect our lives to People that we've joined ourselves to that we think mean us well, they may look like they're adding material substance to our life, but what they're actually doing is killing you spiritually. I'm urging you today to take an examination of those that are in your closest circle. They're not benefiting your life spiritually. They're not completing you with spiritual substance. That is central part of you that makes you who God created you from the foundation of this world. You are losing your substance. You've lost your substance all the grace that you receive from God, that grace is gone. Now, just like the son, you're finding yourself in a crisis. You're in the midst of identity crisis. You're not even sure who you are anymore. The Bible said in the 15th verse, the citizen employed him in an area that was most deplorable for Jewish people. In other words, what did he do? He sent him into the field to feed the swine. And because of his identity crisis, he went. I boldly say, that he was in the midst of identity crisis. Why? Because had he remembered who he was for a Jewish man of integrity with moral value, he would have never stooped so low. It's time for you to know today that you're in the midst of identity crisis. It's time for you to come up and stop stooping down to the devil's level. The 16th verse saying why he was in the field, the, the, the citizens sent him out into to the field and why he was in the field he feigned fain means compelled by the circumstance now he feigned he was compelled by the circumstance now obligated in other words to fill his belly with the husk that the swine that the pig was eating Now, we all know to a Jewish person that feeding the swine would be one of the most insulting jobs that he could have been given. I'm almost certain that because he was a Jewish and had a Jewish background and his father had taught him to be a child of integrity, be a child of honor. No doubt the father had taught him the law of Moses and how pigs were extremely unclean animals. But now we see that not only is this Jewish young man is out in the field feeding them Not only out of desperation is he feeding them, but he was compelled to eat the husk that they were eating. Many of you now are compelled by the circumstances, just like this prodigal son that you found yourself now in, to stay in the situation, to stay there because you're satisfied with the worldly comforts of life. You're, you're compelled to stay in the situation of abusive relationship. Why? Because he pay my bills, because he take care of me, because he say he loved me. Many of you compelled to stay there and continue to go through the same thing again and again, the same cycle. Why? Because you forgot who you are. Most of all, you forgot whose you are. I want to say to you today, remember who you are. As we see, things just got real. The Bible says in the 16th verse that no man gave unto him. No man gave him anything. Not even the citizen of that country was willing to help him. The Bible says that no man gave unto him. He was so hungry that the situation of his need was now greater than his want Or his stubbornness, or his pride, or his feelings, or his failure, or what people would think about him, or what people might say about him. I love this verse. The 17th verse is my favorite verse in the entire text. The Bible says he came to himself. Nobody was there with him. Nobody had to coerce him. The Bible says he came to himself by himself. In other words, in the 18th verse, he said, I will arise. I will arise and go to my father and I will say unto him, father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. What am I saying? You have to come to yourself for yourself. Nobody has to be around you. It doesn't take a crowd, no spectators. It's time for you to arise today. If you're in the sound of my voice, I command you in the name of the Lord Jesus to arise. Nobody can do it for you. You have to do it for yourself the son said, I will arise and go to my father. He was remembering who he was. It was at that moment that he remembered, I have a father. I have a father. And not only do I have a father, my father have higher service. So it was at that point that he made up his mind. I'm going to go to my father and I'm going to repent to my father. I'm going to let my father know that I have sinned against heaven first before heaven and then before him. Verse 20 goes on to say, and when he was a great way off, the father saw him coming. God sees you. He has compassion for you. The 24th verse goes on to let us know that the father said that my son was dead and is alive again. I want you to know today that when you live a life full of sin, you are dead. Ephesians 2, 1 and 2 reads, as for you, you were dead in your trespasses and sin. Verse 2, which you used to walk. When you were conformed to the ways of this world and of rulers of the power of the air and in the spirit who is now at work in the sons of darkness. Verse 22, we see that the father said unto his servants, he said, bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fattest calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. He said, for my son that was lost, he is found. I urge you today, come to yourself. Let's apply. If by some chance you found yourself in a place where you're far, far from the Father, in other words, a country, a foreign land, which represent the cares of this world, and have by some chance now found yourself in the pig pen of life, which we're going to say represents sin, I want you to know that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Choose life today and live. Somebody listening to me today is struggling in the midst of an identity crisis. Why do I say that? Because you've done and tried some things you never thought you would do. You're still asking yourself why. You've shocked even yourself. It's so bad right now that you don't even know who you are anymore. I know you're hungry and you're just wanting to be filled. There's an emptiness deep down in the inside of you that you try to fill year after year after year. There's a thirst that nothing is able to quench. Everything you've tried so far has only been temporary, a temporary high, a temporary fix. You're okay one minute and depressed the next. I stopped by to tell you from experience, nothing or nobody you try is going to be able to fill that empty place that's reserved for the Holy Spirit. It's time for you, just like the son, to come to yourself. The Bible says when he came to himself, in other words, it's not a matter of if you're going to come to yourself, it's a matter of when. Does your current situation or circumstance dictate to you it's time? Before he came to himself, he was beside himself, full of pride, too full of pride to return to the father as I once was, and as many of you are today. Nobody can tell you anything. Just like the prodigal son, we continue again and again and again to live without God. But just like the younger son, it's time for you to come to yourself. Once he came to himself, his words became a confession of a sinner. He came to himself expecting nothing, only relying completely on the mercy of the father. It's time to come back to yourself. If you're listening to me today, under the sound of my voice, I urge you come to yourself. If you're listening to me today, I speak life over you. I command you to come to yourself and live. Remember who your father is. He has servants to help you. This son was perishing from hunger. What are you perishing from? Drugs, sex, alcohol, money, lust. Come back to yourself. Remember who you are sin separates us from god when you choose to live a sinful life you lose yourself our true identity of who god has created us to be sin always promises more than it can give, takes you farther than you want to go and leaves you worse off than you were before sin promises freedom but brings slavery john 8 and 34 says jesus answered them and said verily verily i say unto you Whosoever committed sin is a servant of sin. Don't fool yourself. If you have left home and wasted all your substance so much to you're at the point where you don't recognize yourself, it's time to come to yourself. Come back home. Repent. The father is waiting for you every day. He's looking. He's waiting for you to return. And guess what? He sees you from afar off. Let's pray. Father God, God, I thank you for this liberating word that you taught us, for giving us an example of the love that you have towards us. This parable shows us of just how great your love is for us, that even if we leave home and find ourselves in the pigpen of sin, you're patiently waiting for us to return with open arms, ready to clean us up and restore us to our rightful position. Thank you for keeping us in the midst of our identity crisis for never leaving or forsaking us. You are truly Emmanuel, God with us. We ask you today, Father, to search our hearts. Every door that we have opened in our lives that is not in your plan, we ask that you close them today. Open up our spiritual eyes that we might see you. Open up our spiritual ears that we might hear only from you. Open up our spiritual hearts that we might hide your word in our heart and might not sin against you. It is in your son Jesus' name I pray, amen. As always, Thank you for listening to Yasha Young and sharing his anointing. I am Elder Shanina Walker. Until next time, have a blessed day.